you would turn to Matthew chapter 1, we're going to be uh, starting this month with a Christmas theme, and I've entitled it Merry Christmas, and I am not only asking you, I am mandating as your pastor, you better say Merry Christmas this year, you better not, I'm telling you, don't you be hiding and using euphemisms and any other thing, this is about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. A God who loved the world so much that He sent His only begotten Son. Let me tell you what. We are, every time you say Merry Christmas, you're saying God loves us. God loves us so much that He's provided salvation for us. Amen. So it is Merry Christmas. I know someone gave me a, a, a magnet last year. Merry Christmas, and I had it on my vehicle, and someone said, are you going to put that on your vehicle? Someone may key your vehicle. I said, well, if they key it and I see it, I might lose my salvation for a few moments. And uh, no, I said, uh, I, I said, why am I, you think I'm going to be bullied? I'm going to be intimidated? I'm going to let some, uh, the devil who's under my feet put me in fear of declaring the goodness of my God, the love of my, you think I'm ashamed of my God? Come on now, we can't be ashamed of God. Jesus, while we were yet sinners, died on the cross for us so that there could be a divine exchange of all that he provided for us. <clears throat> He's a good God. And we can't go around saying, Happy Holidays, and I'm just, you know, Merry Christmas. And do it with a smile. Don't do it in an attitude. Do it with a smile. Be joyful. Amen. So we're looking today in our theme of this month, Merry Christmas, and, uh, and, and the focus of the series today is going to be on the power of God's presence, the power of God's presence. It, presence, it brings us so many things. We're going to be looking at those. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. If you turn there and you found it in your Bible, say amen. If you see it on the screen, say amen. So we're all together. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with a child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit." And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Come on, let's just say that together. Jesus. Man, the most powerful name in all of the universe. Jesus. Hallelujah. There's healing in the name of Jesus. There's deliverance in the name of Jesus. There's salvation in the name of Jesus. There's peace that surpasses all understanding in the name of Jesus. What a mighty name. His name shall be called Jesus, for he will save his people from their sin. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken through the Lord, uh, uh, by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with a child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took him his wife and did not know her until she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. So he is Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. He says, I love it that God tells us to call that which is not even before it is because that's just how God works. God calls us what we are to be, not what we were, not what we are. Aren't you happy about that? That God, God's call over your life, what God says over you is pulling you out of whatever the enemy's tried to hold you down in and into what God has created for you. 
I know some of us were called some things growing up, maybe by even authorities in our life, a loser, a square, a lame, stupid, failure. I don't know what you were called. And let me just encourage you today. It's not what man calls you that determines your future. And it's not what man calls you that determines the outcome in your life or that determines your destiny. Rather, it, it matters what God calls you. So you need to tune your ear into what God is calling you rather than what man has called you. Amen? Because the interesting thing about God is that he never called anyone in the Bible by what they were at the time when he gave the call. He didn't go to Jeremiah when Jeremiah was a prophet and say, you're going to be a mighty prophet. He comes to this 14-year-old boy and he says, while you were yet in your mother's womb, before even that, while you were still substance in my presence, I deemed you with purpose and you were looking for a body. So we had a purpose and a calling of God over our life even before we were in our mother's womb. I mean, we were, we were substance with purpose looking for a body to use as a vehicle to bring forth the manifest of God's call over our lives into this world. You are special. God has your life thought out way more than you thought out on your own life. What we need to do is tune in to God. We need to say, God, I'm here for you. What are you calling me to do? What are you wanting me to do? Not what man has said, but what are you saying? And let me tell you, we need to get our minds renewed in this so that we'll hear what God is saying over us more than we hear what man is saying over us. You know, God did not call Abraham a father of a multitude of nations when uh, he had all these kids. He, told, he called Abraham the father of nations before he ever had the kid. And he was too old in man's eyes and too old in that day and age to have kids, but God called him a father of nations. And guess what? They had a miracle child. Hallelujah. The calling of God will pull you into the miracle zone. Some of you need a miracle in your life. Don't, don't think the miracle is too far to be reached. Our God is a miracle-working God. Hallelujah. See, God didn't call Moses a deliverer when Moses had delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt. He called Moses a deliverer when he was a stutterer hiding in the desert. Do you hear what I'm saying? He didn't call David a chosen servant, you know, a chosen king uh, uh, when he was a king. He called him that when he was yet a shepherd boy out tending the sheep. Somebody needs to tune in to what God's been calling you and let it call you up out of what the world has been calling you and what you have foolishly have been calling yourself with what the world has been calling you. You've been calling yourself a loser. You've been calling yourself a failure. You've been calling yourself my health is declining. You've been saying my finances are going down. You've been saying my strength is behind me. God is calling you and he is saying what I have before you is better than what is behind you. What I have before you is greater, greater. You say, well, my years, my greatest years have, have been behind me. That's what the world is calling over you. God says I can do more in less than the world can do uh, with more. So we need to trust God and we need to hear what God is saying over us. So this means you don't wait till you heal, uh, hear your doctor say, okay, the tests now show you're healed before you're healed. You need to hear what God's calling you that before the tests ever come back saying you're healed, that God says you're healed, that by my stripes you are healed. You need to hear what God is calling you up to rather than the circumstances of the world, what they're calling you down to. God's not going to call you rich when all your bills are paid and you got more than enough and now you prosper. Let me tell you what, he calls you, you he'll call you rich while you're maybe avoiding the phone call because you don't have enough to make ends meet. But you're going to take the challenge that Pastor Rodica gave you from God's word today and you're going to see the heavens opened up and 
what God is calling you before it happens will happen because God is a miracle-working God. He called, if you'll remember in the Bible, he called Gideon a mighty man of valor while he was hiding in a wine press as a coward. He's hiding from the enemy in a wine press, but the, but the angel of the Lord goes to him and said, God's got a word for you. God's calling you a mighty man of valor. And he's there trembling, saying, oh, I'm hiding. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking and running from shadows and, and any little uh, bump in the night I'm, I'm hiding from. And, and the angel of the Lord says, that's what the world's calling you a coward, but God's calling you a mighty man of valor. And I'm so glad Gideon heard the call of God and yielded to the call of God and came up out of that white wine press. And I believe his chest stuck out just a little bit more. And he says, you know what? If God be for me, who can be against me? I'm going to go do what God's called me to do. I'm going to walk into what God's provided for me. I'm going to, I'm going to soar into the miracle zone because that's what the call of God is calling me. Let me tell you what, you're not a turkey and you're not a chicken scratching around here. You're an eagle, the Bible says. God wants to renew your strength like an eagle. He's trying to get some of you soaring higher in the higher places and that's what his call will do. They called his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. And let me tell you what, when God is with us, there is nothing, nothing that can stand against us. I want to talk to you in the next few minutes about the supernatural divine power that comes in God's presence. God's Word teaches us specifically things that are ours when His presence is celebrated. That's why this Christmas season we're going to say Merry Christmas. And when we do so, we're going to be conscious that we are ushering in the presence of Christ. We need your presence, Lord, because with your presence there is so many benefits with your presence there is power and we're going to look at the what his presence brings to us here right out of the scripture so in Genesis 39 verses 1 through 4 we see that God's presence brings divine prosperity and favor right out of his word verse 39 chapter 39 verses 1 and following now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt and Potiphar an officer of Pharaoh captain of the guard an Egyptian bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there I want you to see that circumstances had taken him down the circumstances had taken him down. Circumstances may be taking you down. But let me show you what the presence of God does. Look at verse 2. The Lord was with Joseph. The presence of the Lord. The Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man. Circumstances are taking him into slavery. Circumstances is taking him into prison. Circumstances are taking him into bondage. But guess what? The Lord was with him. Emmanuel. And because the Lord was with him, his circumstances were not going to dictate his future because he became a successful man, even in his master's house. And his master saw the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. The same is true. Let me tell you what, he went up out of that prison, up out of that master's house. He went down into prison, but he came up out of prison. The second man in charge of the world's most powerful uh, nation at that time. And let me tell you what, God prospered him 
because he, the Lord was with him. I encourage you today, you look at the circumstances that are bringing you low, and you say, I've got good news. You, I'm not going to stay down. You may have me down for a season. You may be holding me back for a moment, but this is not my destiny. This is not where I'm going to pitch my tent because I know the presence of the Lord is going to bring me up out of this bondage, is going to bring me up out of this misfortune, is going to bring me up out of this pain. Somebody needs to celebrate today the presence of the Lord because when God is with you, you will succeed. If God be for you, who can be against you? I know Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, we've got some tough circumstances. There's a fiery furnace. But you know what? We're not going to turn our back on God. We're not going to say happy holidays. We're going to say Merry Christmas. We're not going to bow to what the world is saying. We're going to bow only to God. And they got cast into the fiery furnace, but guess what? God was with them. Nebuchadnezzar looks in and says, look, there's a fourth man walking. It looks like the Son of God. They come out, not a hair singed, and not the smell of smoke on them. You're coming up out of your circumstances. The pain you're in right now is not going to mar the rest of your life. The circumstances you're going through right now are not going to be the smell about you for the rest of your life. There's a fourth man. God is with you and he's bringing you up and out just like he did with Daniel in the lion's den. Let me tell you what, the presence of the Lord with you is what you need. And we celebrate his presence. We celebrate it. When we say Merry Christmas, we are celebrating the presence of the Lord. We're saying this isn't about gifts and kids and, 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 and Santa Claus and, and all this stuff. That, I mean, if y'all want to have fun with that, okay. That's just, that's the, that's the silly fun stuff. But let me tell you what, the reason for the season is Jesus Christ and we need the presence of the Lord because Santa Claus can't deliver me from anything. And, and you handing me a little gift that you got from Dollar General, it's not going to help me get healing in my body, but the presence of the Lord will. Hallelujah. Do you hear what I'm saying? The presence of the Lord brings divine prosperity and favor. The second thing we see that the presence of the Lord brings is divine growth. We see that in 1 Samuel 3.19. So Samuel grew and the Lord was with him. See, the Lord was with him. And as the Lord was with him, he grew. And he let none of his words fall on the ground. I pray that you today would join me in the challenge that we're going to wrap up this year. We're going to keep growing spiritually. We're going to keep growing in wisdom. We're going to keep growing in influence. We're going to, we're going to keep growing and be wiser, yet more humble. Amen? Growing in humility. Growing to be more loving. Be, growing to be more positioned to help more people in the world. Let's close the year out growing, but let's go into the new year. Continue to grow. And we can have that when we usher in the presence of the Lord, when we celebrate the presence of the Lord, when we welcome Emmanuel, God, with us into our lives. Samuel grew because the Lord was with him. If you usher in his presence in your life and celebrate his presence, you're going to grow in wisdom and stature and influence and in all that God has for you as well. The third thing we see that the power of God's presence brings is divine backing from that same scripture. It says, and Samuel grew and the Lord was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground. 
If I were to say to you, look, I want to back you. What business would you like to start? I want to back you. You would celebrate. If you said, I want to, I want to do this with my life. And I said, I'll back you. I want to go study in, uh, and get a degree in this. I'll back you 100%. You would hug my neck. You'd shake my hand. You'd be so excited. Why don't you hug God's neck? Shake God's hand. Celebrate and tell people. You would say, Pastor Tim's paying for my, my education. You wouldn't be ashamed to say that, would you? Because I, I was backing you. Let me tell you what. Pastor Tim can fail you, but God will never fail you. And the Bible says where the presence of the Lord is, when God is there, He will back you. He will back you. Your words won't fall to the ground. What you declare you're going to go and do for Him, He'll back you 100%. I'm here to tell you I've got more confidence today than I've ever had in my life, and it's not because I have a history of a thousand or a million people backing me. I've had people promise me things, and they failed me. I've had systems promise me things, and they failed me. I've had Corporations promised me things and they failed me. And I promised things and I failed others as well. But let me tell you what, I can't give you one, not one. In 51 years, I can't give you one time God has ever failed me. God will never fail us. Amen? So He will back us. We just need to celebrate His presence. Hallelujah. It is so, so very important that we do that. And then the fourth thing the power of His presence will bring to us is divine wisdom which brings success in every area. We see that in 1 Samuel 18 and 14. The Bible says, And David behaved wisely in all of his ways, for the Lord was with him. Let me tell you what, when the, you celebrate the presence of God, you have wisdom. You don't have a source of wisdom. You have wisdom in your presence. When you are filled with the Spirit of God, you don't have access to a, a library of wisdom. You have the wisdom that created heaven and earth abiding in you, living in you in you. And if you by faith will give release, that wisdom will flow through you. Let me tell you what, there is power uh, of wisdom that comes in the presence of the Lord. His name is Emmanuel, God with us. God was wanting to bring the, his, his wisdom and deposit it in us. So I would encourage you, open your heart and invite Emmanuel, Jesus Christ, to be your Lord and Savior. Give Him the seat to rule and reign from your heart and you will have the wisdom of heaven in you to flow through you. Hallelujah. What an awesome, awesome God we serve. He loves us so much. He came to us. He came to us. He now abides in us. There's power in his presence of great wisdom. Fifth, there's also divine dominion. See, God wants to expand his kingdom in heaven on earth. That's why Jesus taught us to pray, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God wants to bring heaven to earth, and he chooses to do that through his presence working in and through our lives. He could have chosen to do it without us, but he made it a relational plan. And the relational plan is our relationship with God and God's relationship with us then brings the deposit of heaven in our life. And then as we walk through this land, the soles of our feet expand the kingdom of God. Where there is a presence of God, it brings divine dominion. We see that in 2 Samuel 5 and 10. So David went on and became great. And the Lord, of, the Lord God of hosts was with him. Because the Lord was with him, the presence of the Lord was 
there, he was able to move forward and become great. And that word uh, moving forward there from the Hebrew is halak, and it means to move ahead, to conquer more, to expand more, to claim more territory, to move from glory to glory. Stop thinking that I'm in my little Lego box and this is all I'm supposed to do and be. God says, no, I want to use you for more. I want you to step up out of that box of limitation and the world says, oh, you're just a student. The world says, oh, you're just this age. The world says, oh, you, you only have uh, this many people uh, in your friends list or whatever. God says, I don't care what the world says. I want to use you for more. And if you will celebrate my presence, I will manifest heaven on earth in and through your life. You will be a lighthouse that the light will shine from heaven and you will give safe passage to so many ships that are passing through. People will be watching your life and influenced by your life that maybe you never even meet them. You never even know them until you get to heaven one day. But be the living, walking, talking example of the Word of God here on earth and be that instrument of righteousness, that oak of planting of God for the display of His splendor. Hallelujah. So God wants you moving ahead. He wants you moving forward. He wants you to uh, expand His kingdom here on earth in dominion. Also, the presence of God brings the divine influence. So the power of His presence brings to us divine influence, which is connected with that divine dominion. That's why in 2 Samuel 5 and 10, we got the same scripture. David went on and became great. Uh, for the Lord God was with him. That word great is gadul in the Hebrew, and it doesn't mean you gained weight over Thanksgiving break. You got great. You expanded. That doesn't, it's not what it means. You, you increased in weight. It means you increased in greater value. You have a greater volume or a greater sound or a greater voice of being heard by more people, meaning greater influence, greater influence. So greater influence, divine influence, comes with the power of God's presence. So we need to celebrate His presence this Christmas season and the rest of our lives. Get up in the morning and say, God, I celebrate Your presence, not only around me and about me, but in me. Holy Spirit of God, I welcome You afresh and anew. I want to be that instrument of righteousness that You use today. Be conscious. Be mindful. And you never know. You may be just opening the door for someone at the 7-Eleven that they're going in and the anointing of God in and on you just touches that person when they walk by that changes their life for eternity. You don't know, but be prepared to be used by God in a greater way. Hallelujah. You say, wow, if I, God, I'm doing all of this. I'm going to make the devil mad. I'm going to make my enemy mad. Well, guess what the presence of God also does? It brings divine protection. Divine, divine protection. Acts 18, 9 and 10. Now the Lord spoke to Paul in the night by a vision. Do not be afraid, God says, but speak and do not keep silent, for I am with you and no one will attack you to hurt you. I have many people in the city. In other words, God says, I'll protect you. The presence of the Lord brings protection from heaven on earth. Hallelujah. 
See, there's some people that are living beneath their privileges, and I meet them all the time, and they're living beneath their blessings, and they're living beneath the promises of God because they don't have the knowledge of the truth, that God is with us, that God lives in us, and they're afraid. They're afraid to take a step. They're afraid to venture out. They're afraid to speak up. They're afraid to be a hand of God that touches someone or a voice of God that comforts someone. They're, they live in fear, and God says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I want you to know that I will protect you. God is with us. Hallelujah. So we need to think on these things. We need to meditate on these things. We need to declare these things. We need to walk in these things. That you know when God is with you, you can walk through the fire and not be burned. When God is with you, you can walk through a recession and not be moved. When God is with you, you can walk through a job change and, and, and be delivered from fear. Fear will not enter into the picture. You can, it can be a quiet time when you're not hearing from God, but you know His presence is here and you're not to be afraid because He will protect you. The devil's trying to kill you. Whether you're a Christian or not, the devil's trying to kill you. He's trying to steal from you. He's trying to destroy you. Whether you're a Christian or not, the devil's doing that. But let me tell you what, if you will usher in the presence of God, hallelujah, and welcome His presence into your life to be your Lord and your Savior and you live under His rule and domain, let me tell you what, there comes divine protection. Every hour the enemy sins against you, the shield of faith will quench it and you will go unharmed. Hallelujah! What the devil means for evil, God will turn it for good. We just need to get our faith in a good, good God who is willing us and we need to celebrate his presence hallelujah thank you lord start living in the power of his presence start living in the power of his presence i would challenge you and then i also see in the scripture where the presence of the lord the bible verses specifically says that his presence will bring divine promotion divine promotion I know all of us have within us trying to, to work and, and, and rally this thing so we can promote to whatever we're doing. We can get better at it and better at it. But let me tell you what, you'll do, you'll do it quicker and you'll do it in a more uh, a, a way that will outlast the things of the world when the promotion comes from the Lord. There's blessing, the Bible says, that comes with sorrow. There's increase, I mean, that comes with sorrow. And I tell you, I've seen people increase. I remember one, one gentleman held a wad of $100 bills. He couldn't barely get his hand around it. And he threw that thing down and he says, Pastor, let me tell you this. This is what my father taught me, that this is all you can depend on. And he was sitting pretty high at the time, probably had about $14 million. Uh, after selling some businesses and all, he had about $14 million in the bank. Didn't know exactly what he was going to do with it all, but he was holding it. He said, you depend on this. You, you, you're, you're silly trusting this thing about trusting the Lord. You can depend on this. And I can cry, and I have cried over the situation. Today, the man's broke. He lost his wife. He lost his sons in, in, in a rehab program. His daughter, I don't even think, moved away just so we wouldn't have to deal with them anymore. And, and we, he's in hiding now. We can't even find him anymore because he didn't, didn't even want to deal with uh, uh, humanity. Let me tell you what. The devil is a liar. You think you can trust that. What is the tithe and the offering is to show us that we're not to trust this. That we're to say, no, a, a, a rich man, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to get into heaven. And that phrase rich man in the Greek means someone who trusts in their riches. You can't, your riches can't save you is what he's saying. Your riches can't, you can't buy your ticket to heaven. 
It, it has to come through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. So what we need is not promotion from the world. We need promotion from the Lord. Second Chronicles 1 and 1 says, Now Solomon, the son of David, was strengthened in his kingdom, and the Lord his God was with him and exalted him exceedingly. Let me tell you what, when God exalts you, you're not based on the economy. I remember we were meeting with bankers and we were wanting to get the building so that we could get the school in. They were in a crossroads that they needed a new facility. We knew we were to partner with them and they needed to get out of the facility they were in. They were out of lease and, and the owner of it was selling the building. So they were in a tight spot. So we said, we, we're going to see if a bank will partner with us. We were paying as we were going and, 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 and had the building up and all. But it's like, we need to, to see if we can at least finish the downstairs. It'll help the church, it'll help the school, it'll help our ministry in every aspect. So we went to bank, and they said, are you crazy? Are you crazy? You got this number of people, and you got this, and, and no, it, the numbers don't work out. The numbers don't work out. So we said, okay, it's not going to work through the bank. I remember I'm ordained with a certain denomination for accountability since the early mid-80s. I've stayed with them and our council of bishops. They have a, a loan fund for churches because churches have a hard time getting funds from a bank and it's all the minister's retirement funds that go out and help build churches so we brought them in and said look at what we're doing here the building's already up but we we, we need to we need to accelerate this and get the school in and they said uh well let us go back and, and see what we can do and we get a nice email saying you guys are amazing you got great faith but we don't have the faith that you have so we can't partner with you and uh so we're like, okay. <laughs> so, so we were, we were till, you know, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I remember there was a season where uh, it was like, we, should we panic? And it was almost like the enemy was saying, you need to panic now. You need to panic now. Uh, and uh, we had one builder tell us, you know, the, the, the rate you're going with paying as you go in 2028, I think it was, they said you should be in your building and, you know, people are saying all kinds of stuff, and, and, uh, and, and, and you're going to lose your congregation. I had pastors tell me, I lost my congregation in a building program. And I uh, had another one tell me, our church split right down the middle over a building program. I had another one tell me, building program caused me and my wife to get a divorce. The church, we lost it, is no longer even in existence. Nobody was speaking good news. And I said, you know, I went to the Lord, and I said, God, I'm hearing all this stuff. He says, when, when did I ever tell you to listen to that? I told you that if you had ears to hear, to hear what I said. I told you to rise and build, so I need you to trust me. And you know what? I, said, I told Pastor Rizzi, I said, we've got to get this thing back under 100% what God's saying. And we came back and we ushered in his presence because our fear drew, drew, drove his presence out. See, when Jesus came in the room, he says, fear not. Because he and fear just cannot cope. They, they're not, his spirit is a spirit of peace. It's like light and darkness can't stay in the same room. Fear and, and his peace, which is shalom, nothing broken, nothing missing, can't be in the same room. So when he came in, he has like turning the lights on to drive the darkness out. He brought the uh, peace in to drive the fear out. So we were allowing words and, 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 and rejections. I remember one bank I was at off Virginia Beach Boulevard in town center, and it was a row of banks, a row of banks, and, and, and I was hearing all this negative. Well, they spoke so down on me and said, you are very foolish. You're foolish. You're, 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 you're a small 
uh, you really don't matter what you're doing there. It doesn't matter. Why in the world would bank and our investors put their money at risk for the, the foolish stuff that you're doing? They just really spoke negative. And I walked out of there because the place was so big and there was authority and all. I walked out of there and for a few moments it got to me. And I sat in my vehicle and I began to weep. And I said, God, it's like I'm trying to do something for you, but it, it, everybody's... I, it's just foolish. And, and then I went to start my vehicle and, and the battery was dead. And it was right at 5 o'clock. And I left there confident. I spoke. I said, ma'am, I hear what you're saying, but God told us to rise and build and the building will be built. And, and we'll invite you to it if you'd like to come one day and see the great ministry of what God is doing there. So I left there like that, but then I went and deflated. And I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, Tim, are you a fool? What is going on here? And then I went to try it, and it was click, click, click. I was like, and then I looked, and it was like 5 o'clock, and they were going to be leaving. And I said, because I, I went and popped the hood to see if the cables were loose. And then I'm like, no, if she walks out and sees the pole thing, can't even drive his V. You know, you know. So I shut the, shut the hood. That was probably pride. But I shut the hood, and I jumped in there. And I act like I was on my phone. And... Uh, and I called my mechanic, and, uh, and I said, I'm sitting here, my car won't crank. And they said, well, we're booked up. There's no way we can run a, a booster to you. And I was like, okay. And then uh, they got, that was a quick conversation, so I just still looked like I was on my phone. And they're walking out, and they're walking by me, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and as they drove off, I just bowed my head, and I said, God, if I've missed you in any way, he says, you missed me because you started looking for the world's way to do kingdom business. He said, will you trust me? And I remember I was just crying. I said, God, I'll trust you. He said, now crank your vehicle. <laughs> it cranked right up. I was, I was like, yes. Yeah. So from that moment on, I said, I will not allow the pressure of this world to dictate the kingdom of God business. Let me tell you what, and I'm here to, I, everything you'll see this ministry do around the world and is doing around the world, it is the promotion that comes from the Lord. He gets the praise for it. He gets all the glory for it. Amen. And the Lord exalted him exceedingly with the divine promotion. And then let me just wrap it up with this. I know our time is running out here. Let me just wrap it up with this. The presence of the Lord brings divine healing and divine miracles. Somebody say praise God. Praise God. Our God is a healing God. Acts 10, 38, 39. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all. Not healing some, but healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you, God, celebrate his presence. Because in his presence, there's fullness of joy. Why is it fullness of joy in his presence? Because he's a healer. And he's a miracle worker. You say, well, I need a miracle. Usher in his presence. Celebrate his presence. Rise up and say, Merry Christmas. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the the goodness of my God. I'm not ashamed of the power of my God. Hallelujah. Because I know He is a healing and miracle working God. And He wants to work miracles in and through your life. Let it be this Christmas where you see your miracle manifest. Let it be this Christmas where you see your 
healing manifest. Let it be this Christmas where you see heaven manifest through your body here on earth. Celebrate his presence, Emmanuel. God is with us. He brings divine prosperity and favor and divine growth and backing and wisdom and influence and protection and promotion and healing and miracles and so much more. What a mighty God we serve. Amen.